the 8th of March, 2007, episode 68. The Rookie Designer, with your host, Adam Hay. Let's take a look at the starting lineup. As designers, we will find ourselves working with a lot of outside vendors, and of course we want to work with only the very best. So how do we sift through the hundreds of choices that are available to us? And how can we be sure that we are getting the best products and services? Well, we can't. But today we'll try to demystify the process of finding a top-rate printer to work with. Just real quick, I want to point out that the newest episode of Quick Tips Quick Tips episode number 53, uh, we go through a couple things about type formatting. I've noticed in the past that some people are pretty interested in typography subjects, so I thought I'd mention this one. It is about uh, making drop caps in Illustrator and also InDesign and Cork, and there also uh, is a nice little tip about formatting text that you might want to check out. So that is in the Quick Tips that just released yesterday, number 53. Also, as I mentioned last week, I put some new categories on the forum, one for illustrations and one for photography. We've had a pretty good response, so I want to thank everybody for posting their examples. Um, I put up a photo and a couple other people put up their photography. It was very cool to see. Uh, a nice little way to share a little bit about yourself or about your hobby or your profession, if that's what it is, uh, to the other people up there. And it's, it's nice to get some feedback on that as well. So thank you for putting those up. We are, as always, running the Tell-A-Friend program, and uh, basically this is how we advertise the show. This is how we get this, the word out about Rookie Designer. I ask that you tell anybody that you think might benefit from this podcast, tell them about it, tell them where it is, tell them about the, the website, the forum, the podcast, just let them know how to get a hold of it. If they don't know how to listen to a podcast or how to download one, please help them with that as well but just get the word out as much as you can. And we're also doing the email program. We're still on the, the same email that we used last week, which is info at printmag.com. Info at printmag.com. And this goes to Print Magazine, goes to the editor there. And basically I'm asking that you just write a little email uh, expressing to them why you think this is a good reference, a good graphic design reference, why you listen, uh, some good points about the show, anything you want to say, positive or negative, I guess. Any kind of write-up is good publicity, I guess. But uh, just write something to them and let them know that maybe they should write something about this show. As always, you can find the show notes for Rookie Designer Podcast at rookiedesigner.com slash rookie. And this will include all the links that I talk about, including the email program link that I just told you, the bullpen links, any other links that I talk about during the show that I think are important and need to be put up there, along with a little summary about what the show is. So be sure to check that out if you need to. A couple industry topics. CS3, the Creative Suite 3 from Adobe, is going to be announced on the 27th of this month. So basically, does that mean that you can go out and buy it on the 27th? No, it does not. Uh, it's speculated that it'll come out somewhere like a month or two later than than that date. So we're looking at the end of April, May for when it actually gonna, is going to start shipping and you can actually go buy it. Another piece of news that was being rumored today is that the next OSX 
The next Macintosh operating system, which is named Leopard, is going to be released a little bit earlier than they thought it was going to be. And there's some speculation that it's going to be kind of released around the same time as CS3. And this kind of would make sense because this is going to be Adobe's first offering of a product that works natively on the new Intel Mac system. So um, they're, they're saying maybe these things are going to come out about the same time. So if you're on the Mac, pretty exciting news. You might be able to get both your new OS and your new CS3 at the same time. So I thought we'd start off this topic with just some general thoughts about it. And this actually came in as a suggestion. I can't remember if it was just a, a random email. So maybe it was something from the forums because I can't remember who actually sent it to me. So uh, if you did, you'll probably know who you are. And I'm going to assume that uh, our, one of our forum members by the name of Prepressology will probably have some thoughts on this topic as well, as I believe he does prepress work. So I was pretty familiar with uh, the different practices of printers. So uh, if you, Prepressology, or anybody else has any thoughts on this, then definitely feel free to go up on the forum and put them up. I encourage after every show, if you have thoughts about things that I talk about, uh, anything you want to add to it, or if you want to dispute something, if you think I'm wrong about something, definitely jump up on the forum and throw up a post and let's get a conversation going. I definitely like that when that happens. So, general thoughts on finding a printer. It's not easy to find vendors, especially when you haven't used any in your area. If you're new to an area, if you're a newbie and this is the first time you're going out trying to find somebody to work with, it's, it's not an easy thing to do, so you shouldn't feel embarrassed if it's something that's making you a little nervous. And I like to equate this kind of to restaurants. When you move into a new area and you haven't tried out any of the restaurants, there's certain things that you probably go through unless you're the courageous type and you just go there and, and try something that you don't even know if it's going to be good or bad. You're probably going to do a little research maybe. Maybe you go online and see if they have an online menu. Or maybe you'll even just walk up to the window of the restaurant and check out their menu and see what they offer, how much it's going to be, uh, just different things like that. And you can do the same thing with printers. Obviously, most printers, they're not real big on web design. And I've found that actually some of the best printers have some of the worst websites ever. But it's just not their thing, of course, because they're printers. But anyways, they usually have some sort of website that you can go to. Or you can go visit the printer, and I'm sure they'll have a plethora of printed materials for you to look at. Of course, again, because they are printers, they're going to have some nice-looking brochures and stuff like that. And that's probably a good idea to go check that stuff out. Because if they don't do a good job on their own stuff, then you can pretty much guarantee they're not going to do a good job on yours. But basically what we're doing here is just trying to figure out a little bit about them. We can figure out what kind of services they offer. Most times we're not going to be able to find out how much they charge because you're going to have to actually set up a project and get a quote to be able to do that. You can do this. You can, even if you don't have a project to do at that time, you could probably give them you know, a, a set of specs for a project. Maybe even tell them, hey, you know, I'm just trying to get an idea of what you would charge for this. It's a it's a no pressure situation. They're not going to expect you to buy it. They're not going to get mad if you don't actually run that project after they quote it. Uh, it's just a way for you to figure out how much they're going to charge for something. So it's a good thing to do. Again, back to the restaurant. Um, sometimes you can actually go into restaurants 
and they'll give you little samples of food, samples of, of the different entrees or the different uh, dishes that they serve. Um, this obviously isn't always the case. And if it's a nice restaurant, they probably won't do that. But there are some places where you can do that. And this is a good thing to do for your printers. You want to make sure that the, the samples look the way that you want them to look. So uh, one of the printers that I actually use has a whole room dedicated to this. It's kind of like a library of everything they do. So they don't put every single project they've ever printed in there. But every time they do something special, something that maybe has uh, embossing in it, or maybe has a different kind of varnish that you've never seen, uh, something like that, that that really illustrates the different services they can provide, they'll put it in there. So it's a good thing to go to the printer and say, hey, do you have some samples that I can look, look at? Uh, you know, if you're lucky, they'll have something like this, like a big library where you can go in and see all the different things that they do. Uh, it's a very good thing to to check out. So you definitely want to do that. Also, with a restaurant, you know, if you have friends that maybe have been to that restaurant before, you can ask them. You can say, hey, you've been there before. Did you like the food? Was the service good? Was it affordable? All those kinds of things. Same thing goes for the printer. If you know somebody that's used that printer in the past, go and talk to them first and see how their experience was. If you don't know anybody, then one thing you can do is actually go to the printer and ask if they have any referral clients. Now, the company that I work for right now, they actually go out and find clients, clients that we've had for, for quite a bit of time. And obviously, these are clients that are happy with our service. We're not going to find clients like this to, to have to talk to other people if they don't like our service. So uh, this isn't the end-all, be-all way to find out if someplace is good because obviously, they're going to give you a, a good recommendation. But usually companies will find certain clients and they'll say, do you mind talking to somebody every once in a while if they have some questions for you about your experience with us? So maybe go and see if they have some referral clients. Talk to them. Ask them the hard questions. If you ask them enough questions and hard enough questions, maybe you'll actually get them out of that mode of just completely kissing ass to the, to the business. And maybe they'll give you some, uh, some actual information about them that you can use. But all, all good things to do. You want to definitely do your research because you're going to be paying these people a lot of money. Even if you're doing a, a very small piece or a very short run, it's going to cost you thousands of dollars. So you want to make sure that it's going to go smoothly, that you're going to get the product that you expected to get, and that everything is going to be to your liking. Now, there's one debate that seems to go on when it comes to the subject of printers, and that is, do I use an online printer or do I use a local printer? And there are many differences between these two things. I've seen this debate on a bunch of different forums before, and usually local printers win most of the time. Most people say, don't mess with those online printers. Just go ahead and go to your local places and use them instead. It's just a better overall experience. Uh, I've heard this quite a bit. I've never used an online printer myself but I can, well, actually, that's not true. I've used services before at my full-time job. We've done things like postcards and stuff like that. And the quality just wasn't there. It just wasn't very good. Um, it's not horrible. If you have something that just really needs to get out there on a postcard and you don't care if it looks a little cheaper, then yes, this is probably a good, a good way to go. But overall, if we're talking, we have something 
for a client that we're taking in that we want to get done or something for our own business and we want it to really look good, then online is probably not the way you want to go. Online is good for very quick jobs. If you have something that needs to get done, needs to get turned around in a couple of days, usually online printers can do this. That's one of the things they usually advertise is they can turn things around very quickly uh, within a few days or a week and get that thing sent out to you very, very fast. It's also good for very low budgets. If you don't have much to spend on something, it's a very, very good way to get that done because uh, most of the time it doesn't cost It'll, it'll cost you half as much as it does to go to a regular local printer. It's usually good for a shorter run, too. If you have a very short run, you want to do maybe 100 flyers or 500 flyers. It's usually a good idea to, to use an online or find a local printer that has a digital press because they'll be able to do that a little bit easier. If you're going to these big-time printers and they have like six, eight-color presses, just the setup alone to get you up and going on your run is going to cost you quite a bit. So it's going to be more worth your while to actually make sure your quantity is larger, like several thousands, than actually doing, you know, 100 flyers. It's going to cost you an arm and a leg to do 100 flyers at a big printer rather than going to an online place. So that's something to think about as well. It's usually, as I said before, not that good a quality. I've never seen something come from an online printer that that looked as good as something from like a local printer. I, I don't know if that goes for every single one. There's tons of online printers, so I can't speak for all of them. There might be some good ones out there. But from what I've seen, I've seen better quality come from a place where you can actually interact with the people and they're actually there trying to make a, a client base just in that area. You also rarely to never see a hard proof. Most of the time with online printers, they're going to send you a PDF proof, meaning it's going to be harder for you to make sure that all the colors are right. So you better be very good at uh, making sure your colors come out the right color. You better have uh, your monitor set up and calibrated so that you can do that very easily. Otherwise, you might see some, uh, some discrepancies in that area. Now, when you go to a local printer, a couple upsides of this is you can complain in person. And that might sound kind of funny because when we go to a place, I don't think the first thing on our mind is, what's going to happen if I have to come to complain to this person? But when you think about it, that's actually probably one of the worst situations you're ever going to be put in with a vendor is if something goes wrong and you have to come complain to them. So I ask you this. Would you rather go to the business and actually talk to somebody in person and work out the problem that way? Or would you rather be emailing somebody back and forth or trying to get them on the phone constantly, trying to figure out how you were going to rectify the situation? I myself would rather have somebody there to talk to you to help me work through the situation. And generally, local printers are going to care more about their customers. Now, that sounds like a pretty bold statement. But what I mean by that is they try to build relationships. They operate in a certain area and they're trying to get their clientele in that certain area. They're not trying to get people to sign up for print jobs all over the nation or all over the world. They're concentrating on this one little area. So if they start to piss some people off in that area, it's going to get around. People talk to each other and they're going to start losing more clients or more potential clients. So that's why I say they care more about making their customers happy. And as we learned last week, customer service is a very, very important thing. So 
This is another great reason why local printers give you that edge. I've also found that you can get more deals this way. Generally, online printers are pretty cheap, but that's their price. You're not going to get any anything knocked off the price of those things unless they're running some sort of deal. Usually they don't because they are generally so much less than the local printers are. But uh, that's that's something, again, when you're, you're talking to a person rather than maybe emailing a customer service agent or a sales agent, that's something maybe you can work out with a local printer. You can maybe get swing a little deal here and there. You'll also get the hard proofs. You can get hard. I get hard proofs on everything from my printer, whether I make you know a change to one letter in the thing or whether it's massive changes throughout the whole layout. I get that guy coming to my office and showing me exactly how everything's going to look before it goes, which is obviously very important. But as we said before, when you have a hard proof, you're seeing exactly how that thing's going to print out. You're seeing the colors, the way they're going to be, making sure the pictures look right. Everything is in place, all that good stuff. So that's another advantage there. And also, if you need to do press checks, most online printers probably are not going to let you fly out or drive out to their facility and do press checks. Uh, I could be wrong on that, but it just doesn't sound like something that would be their way. Uh, they're just not that type of organization. Uh, with your local printers, in most cases, they should definitely let you do that. So that's another advantage you have there. So when we're looking for a decent printer, there's a certain list of criteria that I came up with here. And it's just things to look for as clues to know how a vendor will work, how they're going to work with you. And the first one is efficiency. How well are they going to work? Are they going to work quickly? Do they have good processes in place that everything flows through? Because most printers you're going to find have tons and tons of clients. They have guys operating the presses round the clock. They have actually swing shift people. They have people that work on the weekends. So they have to have the right processes in place to make sure that everybody's order gets done on time and, and all that good stuff. So you want to make sure that they're efficient. Are they professional? If you come to them with a problem, are they just going to kind of turn up their nose? Or are they actually going to deal with it like a real business should? This is a very important one. Helpfulness. If you have problems, if you have questions for them, how much are they going to help you? Printers should be very helpful because it's advantageous to them to get the file correctly formatted and with everything that needs to be with it for it to work out for them, for it to be easier on them. So generally your printer is going to be a very helpful service or a very helpful person that can answer any questions that you have. Another one is quality. Again, this is, this is pretty much one of the end-all be-alls because we want something that looks good. If you go to this place and, and you look at some of their samples and you're not satisfied with it, then that is, number one, the thing that's going to make you leave. You don't even have questions about anything else because if they can't produce something the quality that you need, then they're out of the running, basically. And the last one I have here is value. Obviously, everybody works with budgets. Uh, sometimes they're a little bit flexible, but only to a certain extent. And you need to make sure that you can get the quality that you need for also the price that you need. You can't just be taking your, your budget way out of whack because you like the quality of something so much. It just doesn't work that way. So we need to make sure that we can get the price we want as well. The keys to the game. 
Our key command for today is actually one of my favorites of all times, and hopefully I haven't done this one before because it is so much my favorite, but it is to switch into different applications in your operating system. Meaning you're going to use this key command to switch, say, from Photoshop to Illustrator and then back very quickly. So on the Mac, we're going to press Command and Tab. And on the PC, that's Alt and Tab. And just a side note to that, the more times you press this key command, it will actually cycle through all the different applications that you have. Uh, if you're on Mac OS X, then you have the luxury of actually being able to mouse over one of the icons for that particular software and it'll jump right to that one. On Windows, you can't do that. You have to actually use that key command over and over again to cycle through the different ones. So we went over the high level criteria for a good printer or for somebody that we think is gonna be good to work with, but let's get a little more specific with this. And the first one is, are they easy to work with? This is a very important one, as I said, because we're going to be working very closely with these people. We need to make sure that every little detail of our project gets done, gets printed the way that we want it printed. And if there are any problems that arise, we need to deal with those. If we have any problems, we need to deal with that as well. So we need to make sure that these people are easy to work with. Are they nice? Obviously, you want these people to be nice. You don't want them yelling at you if things go wrong. You want them to be calm. You want them to have good customer service and work with you until all the problems are resolved and you get that, that end product that you're looking for. Are they helpful when you experience a problem? Do they expect you to just go and fix it yourself and they're not going to get involved at all? Or are they actually going to help you work through this problem to get to the end, to get the project back in their hands so that they can do their job? This is what we want, obviously. So you got to kind of judge those things. And as we go through this list, you're not going to be able to tell these things before you use somebody, obviously. These are going to be things that you learn along the way. But if you go ahead and pick somebody, which if we go back to the beginning when we're saying all the different things that we were doing to try and figure out who's the best, the end of that, you, could, you get to the end of your research and you just have to pick it. You just pick that restaurant that you're going to go to and you go and you eat there. And if it sucks, then you don't go back. Same thing here. At some point, we just have to go ahead and try a printer. And it, if it doesn't turn out the way we want, then we're just going to move on to the next one, the next one on our list. So some of these things are, are things that you need to look at while you're going through that first job with this printer. Now, maybe you might not experience any problems, so you don't know how help, helpful they are with problems. But I mean, you can look at different things, different examples of these things and say, you know, I think this printer would probably deal pretty well with me if so-and-so happened. So again, you're not going to know all these things. You're not going to be able to tell all these things before you work with somebody. But these are things to keep in mind when, you, when you're going through that first process with them, when you go through your first job. So it'll help you to know if this is someone you want to deal with again and again, or if maybe you want to move on to somebody else. Anyways back to what we were talking about. The next one I have is, are they available? And this is another thing, I'll go back to the, uh, the online printers, is sometimes they don't even have sufficient contact information. And this is a big thing with uh, web hosting too that I noticed. I don't know why I just thought of this, but a lot of times with web hosting, they won't even give you a phone number. All you have is an email to email somebody. 
And uh, I'm not sure if that's the same with online printers, but it wouldn't surprise me if there are online printers out there that only give you an email and don't give you a phone number to call into. Anyways, you want to make sure they're available. You don't want to be getting some answering machine and you don't want to have to email somebody and get your response to that email 24 hours later. If you have a big project that you're in the middle of and you have questions about it, you want to be able to talk to somebody almost immediately. Or if you have a big project that needs to be pushed through right away, then obviously you need to get a hold of somebody right that moment. So you want somebody that's going to be available. Uh, you want somebody that's open, open to visits. I visit my printer a few times already. And, and one of the things that I suggested in, a, in an earlier episode is that you actually go to the printer and have them give you a tour of the place because you can learn a lot about the printing process just by going and looking at the machinery that they have. So it's a good thing to do that and most printers should be okay with that. If they're trying to win your business they're going to do pretty much whatever it is you ask them. So ask them if you can go take a visit of the place and, and get a little tour of the facilities. Uh, also with press checks that we were talking about before sometimes you need to go and actually be there while they're printing it out to make sure that everything is coming out exactly the way that you wanted. Um, this is for more high profile stuff usually. This is to make sure that colors match up on every single copy and all that kind of good stuff. But you know, sometime you might want to be able to do that. And if somebody's not receptive to that, if somebody says, no, you can't be in here while we're doing your job, then that's that would throw up a red flag for me. Uh, that's somebody you might not want to deal with. Uh, next, do they offer what you need? This is obviously a big one. First of all, do they have the services that you need to use? Uh, if you're making t-shirts and they don't do screen printing, then that might cause a problem. If you have a job that needs to get done very quickly and it's uh, maybe four colors and a varnish and they only have a four color press, then this might cause a problem for you. So you want to make sure that they're able to, to do what you need to do. You also need to make sure that their pricing is going to fit your budget. So like I said, it's probably a good idea to maybe make a mock spec for a project and get a quote from them. This is the only way you're going to be able to find out how much something is going to cost. And this is something that maybe you do at the beginning as well. Maybe you have a project in mind that you need to print and you've checked out all these different printers. Go ahead and get a quote from all these people. And that's also going to help you decide who's going to be in your price range, who you can choose to go with. And when you're, when you're thinking about these things, don't forget the extra fees and charges that might go along with it. Charges for things like delivery. If you're not going to go pick it up, they have to box this stuff up and deliver it to you. And actually, speaking of that, they might charge you for boxing it up. Sometimes they'll uh, wrap it up in plastic for you in certain amounts and put it in boxes, and that's going to cost you some money as well. Sometimes you might have to rush a project through and get it done, you know, faster than it usually would be done. And that definitely usually incurs different charges. And then of course, there's also charges for uh, proofing. If you have a mistake and you have to make, they have to make another set of proofs, that's also going to uh, affect you. So make sure you keep all that in mind when you're, when you're pricing the different projects. We talked a little bit already about the services offered, but uh, other things to check out are what kind of machinery do they use? Because again, this could be important if they have a four color press or an eight color press. Depending on what your needs are, that might be very important to you. Uh, what methods do they employ? Uh, do they have some kind of special varnishes that they use? Do they do embossing? Not everybody does all that kind of stuff. So you got to make sure that they offer what you need. Uh, a good example of this is the printer that I use. 
when I was taking the tour, he showed us this big machine and this was the, this was basically what made this, they, they took over another printer and, uh, that went out of business and basically about 50% or maybe even more than that of the jobs that this printer did were for, and I can't remember who it was. Uh, it was, it was for DVD covers for a particular company. And the, the weird thing about this company is that their DVD covers, you know, it's just basically like a rectangle piece of paper, but these ones have rounded corners on them or rounded edges. And most of them are just, you know, it's just a flat piece of paper. There's no die cut to it at all. So they had this big, giant, long printer. Uh, I believe it was like a four color or, or a six color or something like that. And it would go through and it had all kinds of conveyor belts on it, it would print them. And then they'd, they'd come out of the printer and it would flop down on the conveyor belt and go around. And this contraption was just humongous and crazy. And it would actually cut them, would do the die cut on the same machine so that the very end result, it was it was done. I can't remember if it actually did the folds in them as well, but... The point being, this was one of the only machines, and actually now that I think about it, I think it was an eight-color machine. Uh, this was only one of the only machines in town and actually out of town because this is in San Diego and it was used for a company based in L.A., of course, because it was for movies and DVDs. Um, this was the only one around that could do that kind of work. So uh, that just goes to show you that sometimes they can get really specialized for what you need. Obviously, we're probably not going to... Uh, not at this stage anyway, going to need anything that spectacular, but it just goes to, to illustrate the point that sometimes you have something very specific and only a few different printers can meet your needs. So make sure they can offer up what you need. And the last one here is uh, speed and efficiency. The big one is, do they deliver on time? I have worked with printers before that did not deliver on time or kind of just skate around the issue. Every time you ask them, uh, when is this thing going to be ready? They're like, you know, in a week, they don't give you an actual date. And then you ask the next week and it's another week. I've had this happen before and it's, it's definitely not a good situation to be in. Obviously, if you have hard deadlines, the other big thing here is, can they push things through in a pinch? We found that our printer is very good at this because, uh, and it happens everywhere. Things get pushed to deadlines and you really need that piece, but it didn't get to the printer in time. So now we need it turned around in two days instead of a week. And this generally isn't something that a printer is just going to do on a whim. So there's, there's special requirements here. And like I said, they're probably going to charge you for this most of the time. I mean, if they really are hurting for business or if they really like you as a customer, sometimes they'll send it through without actually charging you extra. But you know, do they have the ability to do that? And that goes back to their processes and their methods. Because like I said, most printers, especially good ones, have things booked around the clock, all month, all year. They are booked up. So it's hard for them to squeeze things through. But if they can get that done, you know that printer is doing a good job and they're, and they're really pushing it for you. Another thing we want to look at is what, the, what our actual project requires. As we were just talking about, when you're, you're thinking about what kind of services do I need, you need to know what, what services you do need. What is required from the project that you're working on? So a couple things to think about here. And, and let's remember, too, that all projects are different. I mean, you can't just pick one thing and say, okay, I'm going to need this, so I'll use this printer. All projects are different, and you don't have to use the same printer every time. Some, some printers specialize in certain things, and you know, we're going to go to different ones. 
A very simple example of this is going back to uh, I need a brochure printed versus I need a t-shirt printed. Those are obviously two very different businesses. Uh, usually you're not going to find that, that they will do both, but sometimes you will. But the, the point is here, you don't always use the same printer. So we need to identify with the project that we're working on that we need to go get printed, what we need, what specifics we need from the printer. So a couple things to think about. How much will the client spend? If the client is us, what's our budget? If we're doing some, if we're for some reason taking the the piece all the way to the printer for our client, which I don't recommend, I don't do it myself. But if you are doing this, maybe it's a friend of yours or something, how much are they willing to spend? It's obviously number one deciding factor of who you're going to be able to go with again, because you know everybody's got their own pricing. What are the quality requirements? And we're talking about the same things when we're we're looking for a good printer to work with. Are the quality requirements met? So, you know, sometimes you'll have a client that doesn't care as much. Maybe a, a shoddy product isn't that bad because it's just something that's going to be mailed out to hundreds of people and they don't care. So does the quality meet what the client wants? Um, quantity requirements. And again, we already talked a bit about this. What, how many do they need? And what, and this coincides with how much they're willing to spend because again, when you have a short run of something like 100 or 200, it's going to cost way too much to go with a, a big, well-established printer as opposed to maybe going with a small print house that won't charge as much. And also the delivery requirements. And again, back to what we were talking about, you need to know that this printer is reliable and is going to deliver on time. And uh, you know, certain circumstances also happen sometimes. We've had a couple occasions where we actually were printing something up for a trade show and it was it was right on the edge of the deadline. So it actually had to be sent out to the trade show instead of being sent to our work so that we could send it out there. So you want to make sure that these people have their, their stuff together so that they don't end up sending it to the wrong place. And now all of a sudden you don't have anything to pass out at your trade show. So different things to think about there as well. To sum this up, I think really comfort is key here. You want to make sure that you're okay with the relationship that you have with the vendor that you chose, with the people that you're going to be working with, because you're going to be working with them quite a bit. Uh, if you're going to them with several projects, like we said, you work very closely with these people and uh, you're going to be seeing a lot of them, or you're going to be talking to them on the phone or through email or whatever. So you want to make sure that you're comfortable with them. You need to make sure that you're that they're going to respond to your problems and respond to them in, in a timely fashion, because you need to work through these things to get to that final process. And hey, sometimes you're going to make mistakes and you guys need to be able to deal with that as well. And again, you don't want somebody that's going to just push that all off on you. You want somebody that's going to identify that there is a problem, even though it's something that you did. Identify that there's a problem and try and work through it and get to get to the point where you can move past it. Now, printers, I've said this in the past, you, you have to talk to them. They are a wealth of knowledge. So don't be afraid to ask any question that you have. Tons of designers look stupid to printers every day. They do dumb things all the time. Printers are used to it. They might be laughing at you behind your back, but they're not going to laugh in your face. So make sure if you have a question about any of the process or how you're supposed to set things up or anything like that, make sure you ask them because they'll be able to give you the answer. And it's really advantageous to them to give you those right answers and to help you along the process because that way they get a file or a set of files 
where everything is there that they need and everything is formatted correctly so that they don't have to come back to you and get things fixed before they print it. They want to just get those files, send them through, and have everything go very smoothly. So it's, it's to their benefit to help you out, so don't be afraid to ask any questions. A final thought to leave you with here is always, always get a proof. Never, ever let a job go to press without seeing a final proof. Now, I've got a couple of examples for you here. And the first one is one of the first jobs that I sent to a particular printer that I mentioned before that was very bad, very bad indeed. And the funny thing about this is our company was owned by another company and they had a printing liaison, which I would send the files to and that person would send the files to the printer. So basically they just... Uh, did that interchange or whatever. I don't know. It's, it sounds, it sounds like something dumb. I think I've talked about this before, but basically I would send the files to them. They send them to the printer and they deal with the printer, which made absolutely no sense to me. But for this first job, I did not require that they send me back a proof before they printed it. So I get it back, get the final thing. And we printed uh, like 2000, 5,000 of these things. The, the alignment was off and some of the things were being cut off on the side of the, it was a clamshell insert that you put in a, a clamshell with a product. And on the inside was instructions on how to put something together. Well, some of the words on this thing were cut off, which obviously is not a good thing. Now it wasn't so bad that it wasn't salvageable. We ended up using them anyways, I believe, but this just goes to show you, you can't let somebody print something out without seeing what it's going to look like first off. Because weird things happen sometimes. I'm not sure what these people did, but somehow when they opened it up, things got moved around. There's not much more that can explain that. I'm, I'm not sure if the guy actually moved it himself on accident or if it just opened up that way. I'm not sure. But this is a great reason always to see what it's going to look like before it goes because you don't want 5,000 of something that's completely useless and you pay for it because you didn't ask for that proof. Now, most professional printers will come to you and say, you must look at this proof because, you know, it's our ass if you don't approve it before we print it. But, you know, on occasion, obviously, you can you can get a printer that won't do that. So make sure you always get that proof. My, my second example is a little bit different in that, and this was somebody else, but they actually saw a proof and the guy said, okay, well, you can see on the proof that this so-and-so is missing, like the date, the copyright date was missing. That will be in there on the final one. And she said, okay, go ahead. So they went ahead and printed it and turns out that wasn't there. So this is why I say, make sure you get a final proof. If somebody gives you something and something's missing off of it, if somebody gives you a proof and there's something missing and they say, oh, it's going to be on there in the end, you say, well, okay, well, go ahead and put it on there now. Give me another proof, and then I'll sign off on that. You just, again, we're, we're covering our asses here to make sure that we don't end up with something that we don't want or 5,000 or 20,000 of something that we don't want. Always get that proof. Always make sure it's the final proof that it looks exactly what the finished product should look like. And that way, you signed off on that. If they come back with something that doesn't look like that proof, then you have... Uh, a legitimate argument there to go back and say, hey, this doesn't look like what you said it was going to look like. And I've got proof here. Um, I believe that's why they call it the proof. Anyways, always get a proof. Now that's what I call a rookie mistake.
Our mistake tip is going to go hand in hand with what I was just talking about, about getting proofs, and that is be careful who you allow to be in this process or to handle this process. There are times when I worked on things for marketing and had to actually pass over some responsibility to the marketing person. In which case, you know, they're making some kind of collateral. I designed it. They're sending it into the place to get it done, which means they're dealing with the person, which means they're the one that sees the proof, but they're not the one that designed the actual piece. This is a very bad situation, and I've been in this one too. Always make sure, no matter what, even if you're not the one dealing with the vendor, make sure you're the one seeing the proof. You're the one that designed it. You know what it's supposed to look like. You should be the one seeing the proof and signing off on it, not the other person, because there could be some little minute detail that they don't even recognize that you notice because it's your piece. So make sure this happens. And this has happened to me with uh, a freelance project as well, in a case where I did something for them. And this is this is what I usually offer to them. I say that I don't usually take clients' pieces to the printer and have it printed for them and include that in the price. That's not something I like to do. One thing I will do, though, is say, find a printer. I will work with the printer on the specs, get it in the format that they need, send it to them, and I will have them send me the proof to make sure that it's okay. And then when it prints out, everything's great. If you let the client take care of that, things can go horribly wrong there. Even if you set up the file correctly, if they're the ones seeing the proof and something's wrong with it, they're probably not gonna catch the mistake. So make sure that you do that yourself. Uh, that's something I like to do for my freelance clients. Uh, you can decide to do that or not, but the, the lesson here is be careful who you allow to, to take care of that process, and you should always be the one looking at the proof if you made the artwork. Things are getting a bit out of hand. Looks like it's time to go to the bullpen. Our reference for today, we've been doing a lot of websites and not podcasts lately, so I, I found a podcast that I think is pretty good. If you are trying to learn Flash at all, then check out learnflash.com. It's a video podcast. Uh, I would recommend that you just go into iTunes or your favorite aggregator and search for learnflash.com video podcast. I actually went up to the website and signed up for something, signed up for the newsletter or something like that. And I swear to you, it comes every day and sometimes twice a day. It's very annoying and it's trying to sell me things. So I would just recommend going into iTunes and, and searching for that and just getting the podcast rather than uh, subscribing to anything on their website. But uh, you, could, you should definitely check that out. Uh, nice little video tutorials of how to do things in Flash. Real quick before we wrap up, uh, again, please tell a friend about the, the program that we have here. And uh, anybody you think who can benefit from this podcast, please let them know that it's here. That is our only way of getting the word out. So please help me out. And also the email program. You can send an email to info at printmag.com and that'll be going to Print Magazine. And just send them a nice little letter about the things you'd like about Ricky Designer and why you think Print Magazine should write up a little editorial piece on it or anything of their choosing. I want to thank everybody for listening and thank everybody for participating by sending me emails and putting posts up on the forum and really spreading the word about Ricky Designer. If you ever do need to send me an email, you can at adam at rookiedesigner.com. Uh, you can also shoot me a message through myspace.com slash rookiedesigner. 
you can also use the call-in line 619-573-4043 or you can Skype me at username Titanstrides and both that and the call-in line will go to a voicemail message machine where you can uh, leave me a little message and I will try to get back to you as soon as I possibly can. And you can also go on the forum. If you are registered, please get up there and make some posts. Things are going really well lately. If you're not registered on there already, please do so ASAP because it is a great community. You can talk with people all over the country, hundreds and hundreds of designers, yada, yada, yada. It's a great thing. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. I just want everybody to remember that everyone's a rookie before they're an all-star. That one's high. It's got the distance. It's we can never break up, we can never not show, we can never go home, and we can never know. We've only got one choice, so let's keep making it and making it. A lot of things can change, a lot of tears will dry If the way out of your head, I can't get to it like I'm trying I never had to work too hard But let's keep working and working and working and working You're like a test I can't work out And you're like a song in my head Like a lie, 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 lie Like a dream, don't work me up and if I never see the light again I guess it would be in the crowd with a smile on my head, smile